You're listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode 287. And on today's show, I am going to be chatting with George Ergumlids, all the way from Georgia. And I don't mean the state, I mean the country. Which, as we all know, is located at the intersection of Eastern Europe and Western Asia. Its flag is white with a red cross in the middle. And then, uh, since the red cross divides the flag into four squares, in each little square there's a little red cross. There's like five red crosses. And if you think, hey, Andy, are you just looking at the Wikipedia article right now on Georgia? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. All right. So look, let's get the show started. Of course, we'll be chatting with George Ergumlids later in the program. But first, we've got lots of cool music to listen to like we do every week. And so that is what we are going to do. So I've got a cool track here from Sleepless Nights featuring the lovely vocals of Sandor Gavin. And it is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters the kings of the Pattersons. That's right. There's my favorite hacker, Mike Shima. There's Robert D. Bishop collecting souls. And there's Dance Magic Chris Dance. And I hope you dig this song. This is Moments Lost in Time by Sleepless Nights featuring Sandor Gavin.
And that was Sleepless Nights with the track Moments Lost in Time featuring Sandor Gavin. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, it looks like Hampus ML has upgraded his support. That's right. Now, this is <laughs> this is an interesting one. So, you know, the way Patreon works now is sometimes you can donate in your own currency. And so he is now in the 130 Sec Club, S-E-K, which is the currency of Sweden, I believe. And by switching to 130 S-E-K, he has technically upgraded his support by 14 cents. I think that's how the... <laughs> Hey, it still counts. <laughs> SEK is the Swedish krona. The krona is the official currency of Sweden. But then there's also Emil, who's in the 219 NOK club. So what the hell is an NOK? Norwegian krone. The krone, plural kroner, is the currency of Norway and its dependent territories. So it's the Swedish krona... And the Norwegian Kroner. Well, I tell you what, then I'm going to put you both in a very special club called the Krona Club, which I'm going to say very quickly every week, so it's unclear. Am I saying Krona? Am I saying Kroner? Sort of like, you remember how when uh, Rutger Hauer fucking squeezes that dude's eyes out in Blade Runner, and he's like, I want more life. And of course, you know, Ridley Scott was like, I liked it because it's unclear, you know, whether he's saying father or fucker. But clearly he's saying fucker, and that's why the line is good, and they clearly changed it to father in the final cut. Anyway, so I'm going to do that same thing. So we are going to have the Beyond Synth, I Want More Life, Krona Club. And that way it's like, did he say Krona, or did he say Kroner with an accent? You're never going to find out. That's a... That's going to be a state secret, all right? Beyond Synth is now a state. <laughs> it's a state of being, man, state of mind. All right, let's listen to another song, and uh, then we will uh, keep going. <laughs> uh, listen, this song is brought to you by my awesome patrons. Of course, there's Jose Arbello, the king of hell, with the 66.6. .6. And then there's Mike Erdahl, the donation of the beast, plus 50, with the 56.66. All you 666 people. And of course, there's Tim Carlton, the golden boner. I hope you dig this song. This is Chase Midnight with Secret City. <laughs>
All right, that was Secret City by Chase Midnight. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, my semi-sonic friend Jacob Wick with the 4488, the coolest guy in town, City Hunter with the 42, and Hugh Hefner in the 2666 Club. Now, I want to remind you all to please send in letters and voice recordings because I want to do like a listener email show. If you listen to Beyond Synth, you know you've got a question or comment, you want to write a letter, you can always, if you're a patron, you can write me a direct message at uh, patreon.com slash beyondsynth. You can also email beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. You can send me a direct message on Twitter, on SoundCloud, and just title it Mail Sack. It can be anything, questions, comments, and also if you want to record yourself a short voice Recording, asking a question or saying something, please send it in to me. I don't care what file format it is, just do it. Uh, and then we'll have a big uh, listener email mailbag question answer episode. So, the bottom line, please send in letters. I've already got a few letters that people have sent in. No one sent in any voice things yet, so send me in some voice uh, messages. And I'll speed up your voice like a chipmunk. Anyway, look, let's listen to another song, and then we will uh, keep on talking. So this is one from an artist, I think you say Yusui? I'm not necessarily sure how to pronounce this, surprise. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's an artist from Egypt, I think. Yusui, like that, it's Y-U-S-U-Y. And I feel like, oh, you know, this week's like an international show. You know, we've actually done a few shows now recently where it's it's fun meeting people from different countries, right? We had Data Fatale from Colombia on, and today I'm talking uh, to an artist from Georgia, and I thought, okay, we'll play an artist here from Egypt. And this song is in Arabic, but I've translated the lyrics and they sound okay. You know me, I'm always worried whenever I play songs that aren't in English that the, the artists are singing about crazy things, but... It says here, Yours Truly is Yusui's first single from his debut album, Dear Tokyo. It serves as the closing track to a truly diverse album. The Arabic written track deals with obsession and addiction and features 80s elements that are completely foreign to the Arabic music scene. So that's interesting, right? Uh, it's a cool song. This is Yusui. I apologize if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but uh, I tried, all right? This is Yours Truly by Yusui.
And that was Yu Sui with yours truly in brackets Mahu's. And that's Y-U-S-U-Y. Yu Sui. I know I'm fucking saying that wrong. Anyways, uh, it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. We're talking about Clint Dowling, A Star Apart, Alex Seligson, Blake Peterson, Eurobeat Intensifies, and Honeybeard. So, I got a question. This year, E3, you know, the Electronics Gaming Expo or whatever, was all online. Was anything good? Most years when E3 happens, like, there's some cool trailers that seem to capture the internet's imagination and people are, oh, like, this is going to be so cool and this and that. I didn't see anything that particularly interested me this year. Did you? Like, I know people are excited for Elden Ring, but, like, are you excited for Elden Ring because the trailer was cool or are you excited for Elden Ring because it's made by the Dark Souls people and it's an open-world Dark Souls game? Because sometimes there are certain trailers that don't do anything for me. Like, you could release the most lackluster Zelda trailer in the world and I'm still going to be excited to play the next Zelda game regardless of how good the trailer is. The same with, like, Mario and other things like you just know all right look it's gonna be a good game you know but I didn't see anything that was that interesting and you know my policy I fucking hate pre-rendered video video game trailers so I am never excited for anything where I don't see gameplay so as much as the idea of Starfield like oh it's Skyrim in space like as much as that is exciting to me until you show me gameplay I do not give a shit again another year and Metroid Prime 4 is a no-show. Can I, like, I want to play the clip of me. What year was it that I called that Metroid wasn't coming out anytime soon? Because I swear that was back in, like, 2015. Remember? The Metroid Prime 4 fucking, they showed the logo, and everyone got all excited about Metroid Prime 4, and I'm like, dude, there is no fucking game. And now we're in the year 2021, they didn't even show anything, and then they release this fucking trailer for what looks like a game they whipped together in, like, two days, and then they're like, there's these stupid stories online like, oh, Metroid Dread was 16 years in the making. Bull fucking shit, that was 16 years in the making. You know damn well they literally just paid one guy to make this game, and he probably started last week. And Metroid Prime 4 is still nowhere to be seen. Which makes me believe, honestly, that there has never been a Metroid Prime 4. Like, this game literally does not exist. It never did. The most they've ever had was a Photoshop of Metroid Prime 4 logo where they just took the Metroid Prime logo from the other game and put a 4 next to it. That's all there's ever been. So in a way, I look forward to the behind-the-scenes story because whenever Metroid Prime 4 does come out, you're going to find out that I was right the whole time that they literally put that fucking logo together before E3, like minutes before, to get people hyped up and there was no game. And I bet you at that point, they didn't even know who was going to make it. I bet you some company was working on it for two or three years. It sucked. Then the next company basically had to recreate the game from scratch. And I bet you by the time Metroid Prime 4 comes out, even though it will have been like 10 years since the announcement, the game itself will have only been in development for like two years. Like there's no way in hell this game has taken eight years to make. This is just fucking mismanagement and they're just trying to hide it. All right. That's my thought on Metroid Prime 4. Now look, I'll play Metroid Dread because I like Metroid games, but there is nothing about that trailer that excited me at all. But yeah, you know, like let me know, man, right in. Was there something that excited you? I got some listeners here telling me that Tunic was good because it's like a Zelda-like kind of game. So maybe I'll check that out. But look, uh, let's listen to this track from from Shelter Calm, calm like C A L M. 
And it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 club, like Jimmy the Hutt, John Masari, Johnny Five, Kempson, and Ken Jeru. This is Giraffe Radar by Shelter Calm.
And that was Shelter Calm by Giraffe. Nope, that was... <laughs> fuck. <laughs> that was Shelter Calm with the track Giraffe Radar. And uh, look, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $25 club, awesome people like Mr. Magoo, Samurai, Neverman, Newmark, Restless Nights, and Techno Ben. And we'll be uh, chatting with George Ergum Lids in just a little bit. I saw some pictures of Michael Keaton on the set of Flash playing an old Bruce Wayne. You know what I wish they would do? I wish they would just make a Batman 3 in the Michael Keaton universe. I'd watch that. And you know, if you want to submit music to Beyond Synth, you know you can do that by going to beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com and send me links to your tunes. And I would like to do a special shout-out, not that I like to play favorites, but there are definitely some labels and artists who really know how to properly send music to a show like this. So I know there is a bunch of synthwave uh, related podcasts now, and I can only speak for myself, but there are good practices if you're an artist sending music into a show that you should do because you want to make it easy as possible for the host because I know I say this on the show all the time, so I don't want to bore people with it, but I'm incredibly busy and I have a playlist that goes on for like 40 years and there's so many songs on it. And when people send me music, it makes my life so much easier if they send MP3s with the metadata in the track and they make the music easy to download. Because obviously, if I'm going to place a song in an episode, I need the actual file, right? So that's why I'm not too keen when people just send me their Spotify playlist because then I'll listen to it, but I'm like, so then how do I get the music that I've got to fucking search and see if they're on Bandcamp and like buy the tracks and stuff? And it's like, it's adding an extra step. And when I'm already so busy and when there's already so many people sending music in, you want to just eliminate those extra steps. So there are certain labels that are fantastic. Like literally, they'll just send me an email that just says, hey, Andy, and they just send me the Bandcamp link and a fucking download code. And so I click on the link, I put the download code in, I get the fucking album, or they send, here's the Dropbox link, I click on it, I instantly download the folder, it's got the music inside, it's got the metadata that's necessary, and the reason why the metadata is important is because if I load up all these songs into iTunes, if you don't have metadata, then it doesn't say who made the song, because a lot of artists, it's surprising, but a lot of artists still will send music that is unlabeled. And I literally have a file that's just called, like, Neon Dream Wave 44 Kilohertz HQ, and then a date or something. And I just look at this thing, and I'm like, who made this? Like, I don't know who made this. There are some labels who send download links to tracks, but when I go to click download, I have to, like, write a review and then give the song a star rating before I can download the track. And I'll be honest, even little impediments like that sometimes are too much for me when I'm really busy. Like, if I'm reading emails and I'm trying to go through and grab tracks and listen to tunes, and then I click on a site and it's just like, oh, download the tracks here, and all of a sudden, like, I have to do homework in order to download them, I just fucking close the window. I'm like, well, fuck it then. So the bottom line is, and this is advice not just for me, but if you're submitting your music to any of the other Synthwave shows, because obviously there are other shows, and you know, I've had the hosts of some of them on uh, this season, that 
are way more up-to-date and current with their playlists. As you know, the focus of Beyond Synth is really about meeting artists and playing cool tunes that I really like, but it's not necessarily a place where we debut tracks or play exclusives or whatever. Like, I'm not about that. I'm just about sharing music that I like and uh, talking with interesting people and stuff. So that's my my focus. So if there's other shows out there that if you have a song and you really want it to be like, oh, this is the debut, you know? Just make sure when you're sending the music out there, you make it easy for the host to listen to, because I'm sure they're all getting inundated in the same way that I am. And the easier you make it, the more likely it is they're going to fucking play your music. All right. Anyway, on that note, I've got a track here to debut. Uh, We got this new one here from Droid Bishop, unreleased track, which I'm assuming he sent to the other shows, which means I'm assuming they've already debuted (laughs) it. Ah, fuck it. It's a good song, so we're going to listen to it. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, there's Forged in Neon with the 2049. And in the $20 Club, we got Joshua Winter and Chatterack. And this is a new one from Droid Bishop. This is Hat Trick.
All right, that was Hat Trick by Droid Bishop, an exclusive fucking premiere track. Yeah, you know, we love premiering things on this show. And definitely Beyond Synth is your one-stop shop for uh, awesome music premieres that you won't hear anywhere else. And that track was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the 1988 Club. It's Whalen Kasky Geospatial. And then there's COVID. 1986 with the 1986 and in the 1985 club it's the Buchelman sisters Rachel and Sarah okay so let's do birthdays So I should point out that uh, there was a birthday last week, but I didn't do birthdays because it was the family show. And that, of course, was the birthday of awesome synthwave producer Alex Karlinski, a.k.a. Highway Superstar. Happy birthday, Highway Superstar. Technically, your birthday was like five or six days ago, but that's okay. It's the thought that counts. The late thought that counts. And I hope you're out there making cool tunes. And I would like to say a very special happy birthday in a few days, June 25th, to Jeff Harrington, a.k.a. Junk Mail Jeff. You know, we used to have a segment on the show uh, where Andy reads his junk emails. And I'll be honest, I just stopped getting funny junk emails. I think the spam blockers on uh, emails have just gotten so much more sophisticated that I stopped getting funny funny junk email and that's why I stopped doing the segment but uh, that's why he calls himself junk mail Jeff I think that's why isn't it anyway look man have a happy birthday junk mail Jeff I hope you're having a lovely day and I hope you get all the junk mail you ever wished for actually that'd be a good question let me know do you get junk email anymore because the junk email I get now isn't funny like remember before when it was always those like Nigerian prince scams and there'd be like some like sob story about a lady who's like oh my husband is dead but before he died he left eight billion dollars and I have to pretend that you're my son in order to inherit it or whatever like it used to be full of those and now most of the junk email it's like this fake stuff always from the states about like joe biden has released uh, three thousand stimulus money click here to claim your money like it's all things like that like they're not funny it's all just these like you you have money to claim or whatever but they don't have the funny stories you know i do have a bunch of funny boner pill ones and boner extension ones <laughs> Anyway, happy birthday, buddy. And of course, on June 28th, just a few days later, we have Retro Serenade. Happy birthday, Retro Serenade. I hope you have a good one. I don't really know too much about you. I like to say Retro Serenade. Sometimes I like to have a few little biographical details so I can say something meaningful on your birthday, but I don't know anything about you. I look at your email address. What's your name? Randy. Randy. <laughs> if that is even your name, that's, <laughs> that's your email. I'm going to call you Randy now. I don't even care if it's fake. I like Randy because it sounds like Andy. And I am a narcissist. But look, I wish you the best. Can I call you Randy Serenade? Ooh, a Randy Serenade. What would that be? It's like when you sing like a romantic song to your lady, but you also have your wiener out. <laughs> that's what that's what being Randy means to me. Ooh, Randy. Does that make sense? 
Oh, that was a little randy. What was he doing? Well, he had his wiener out. But he was singing a song, so it was okay. Something tells me that just wouldn't fly in the year 2021. Things were so much better in the good old days when that would have been okay. That's why I love retro stuff. You guys think it's all about the music, but I just miss the days of, uh... You know those guys who ran around in, like, beige trench coats and flashed people? Or a randy serenade, as I call it. (laughs) Anyway, happy birthday! Alright, I hope you have a good one. It's summertime, so you can go outside and enjoy the warm summer breeze. Unless you live in a very cold country. But I'm assuming you don't. Anyway, look, let's listen to one more track and then we will go chat with George Ergumlids. And this track is brought to you by Gene Creamer Private Eye. Prophet of Jupiter, Mads Baron Christensen, Skywolf, Retro Serenade, Luke Jackson. Your friend Estevez, Stu Triple the M, Gary Heather, and we will never forget the immortal Chris Celia Lane. And this is a track from Geovoc. This is Change the World, the Shadow Runner Remix.
right, that was Geovac with Change the World, the Shadow Runner remix. And that's a cool track. Don't forget, if you want to support Beyond Synth, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or beyondsynth.com and click on the PayPal donate button. If you want to support the show, but by listening to what I've just done so far, I don't know if that's very likely to... Why on earth would anyone support this? So look, I hope you all are having a lovely day, and please join me now for my conversation with George Ergumlids. All right, well, I am here right now. Now, I think I say your name correctly, but you can correct me here. So it's George Ergumlids, is that how you pronounce it? Well, uh... Hi, <laughs> and I pronounce it like George Ergamlitz, but in my country, it is pronounced as George Ergamlitz. But for me, it's like more comfortable to say George Ergamlitz. I think it sounds more artistic. I don't know. I like it. Because I want to make sure I say it right. So it's Ergamlitz? Yeah. I mean, in Georgian, we say like Ergamlitz, but in English, it's uh, Ergamlitz. I actually wanted to change my surname, but then I realized, like, who cares, you know, really? I don't think I've ever uh, talked to somebody from Georgia. What's Georgia like? Well, it's very interesting country because it's like it's the same time you're living in a, in the past, like traditions, like culture and stuff. And at the same time, it's like very modern country. So it's like a post-Soviet kind of country, you know, it's post-USSR. By the way, Stalin was from Georgia. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Yay! So, yay. (laughs) Yeah, it is very traditional country, and um, this is good and bad at the same time, but... For me, it's, I like it, you know, I, I, I like my country. It's a place we don't really hear about too often over here. I mean, there's, there's certain, you know, when you're in North America, there's certain countries in the world that people are always talking about all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there's other sort of countries that they just kind of go on existing and we don't really hear about them too much. And, and Georgia is one of them. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily have a sense of Georgia at all, really, like the culture, the language or anything. Like, I, I don't. I don't really know anything about it. Yeah, it's like uh, we have our own language. It's like very, very old. We met, but it was like founded in the 5th century or something, or 4th maybe. English is not very popular language in our country. And I think that's why our product is not very well known globally, you know? Yeah. And some people prefer Russian kind of community because it's well known for Georgians because it was like for 70 years it was Soviet thing, Union, you know? Right. But my generation are kind of striving for the West. Like, I mean, my generation, we are kind of trying to do international stuff, you know, and not be only locally, (laughs) you know? I mean, for example, me, I'm trying to, I'm writing my music in English and I'm I love English culture I'm not really locally known here so thanks to internet you know <laughs> yeah because yeah it's great our time is like so amazing sometimes I'm I just thinking how 
this time is amazing. Like this technology, internet, like for example, like music, you can write your music on laptop. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the past, you you would need some, you know, extra kind of billion dollar <laughs> equipment and gear and microphones and you know synthesizers. And now you can get like plug-in and VST instrument for like ninety nine bucks, <laughs> and you're ready to go. You know, and you have like extra cool sound and. Yeah, that this is amazing. Sometimes I don't understand how this digital world actually works. Like you know, well, no, <laughs> no one understands it. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's crazy. Okay, I'm looking at a map now. So Georgia is in between Russia, Armenia, Turkey, and Azerbaijan. Exactly. Yeah. So did you learn English in school? No, no. I mean, in school I learned French, but unfortunately I forgot it. But I learned English from the movies, actually, you know. And I have friends, British friends. They live here, and this is like from from the songs, from the movies. And I've never learned English, actually, you know. Like your English is pretty good. Oh, thanks. Because there are some people who, I mean, this isn't fair to say, really. But you know, there's sometimes there's people who choose to write and sing in English, but they don't capture the language properly, and so like their lyrics end up sounding funny. Yeah. But I never picked up on that, like from your music. Like I just assumed you you were you know fluent enough in English. I know what you mean because yeah, I've heard Georgians. A lot of Georgians singing in English, and、um, sometimes you know their English is not、uh, very good when they're singing. Yes, I mean、uh, when you don't know English, you don't know how to pronounce some words. You know. Do you consult English friends if you're like writing a thing, and then you go like, yeah, sure, sure. like yeah, I'm sending my demos to them, and like asking, what what do you think? Is it okay? And sometimes yeah. They say that you know this world, it's like this, and there's. Sometimes even if I don't know how the actual word is pronounced, I'm just googling. You know, yeah, Google pronunciation. It works very often. It works for me well. But some words are very rare words you never heard of, but you get it from the rhyme. Rhyme zone, something like that. You, there's a website. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes when I'm stuck in in lyrics, I use that website. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, those those websites are handy. Yeah, yeah. I've、uh, I've used them myself, so there's no shame, or maybe there is shame. I don't know. Well, <laughs> it's like 21st century. I don't think that using technology、uh, and if you're using. Something to assist you. I know that feeling of wanting to resent all the new tools because it's like you know we used to do things differently or whatever. Yeah. But it's stupid to ignore tools that are there. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like if, I mean, if it's there, use it. Like it's the same to say that you know I won't use logic because it's easy way to <laughs> do stuff, and I'm gonna grab like tape machine and I'm gonna record it only on tape. I use only analog gear. You know, it's silly, right? Technology is great if you can do it like quickly, easier. Why? 
we don't have to struggle, right? Yeah. The whole point is they're tools. Like, I understand that different techniques might produce a different sort of kind of sound, I mean, in music making, but at the end of the day, everything's a tool, and it's sort of stupid if you have tools at your disposal to purposefully not use them. Yeah. I mean, if it's there, just fucking use the damn thing. In the end, you are recording it, and you're, like, distributing it as digital, right? In the end, it's going to be digital anyways. So I don't see any point, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I love technology. And when I was like teenager, for example, I, I always wanted to have this analog console and, you know, tape machine and kind of thing. Because I grew up when Queen was very popular, you know, in my country, yeah. at least. Because <laughs> I, grew up, <laughs> I grew up in the 90s. And uh, in this time here, it was like crazy. Because like the USSR fell down, you know, it was like crazy thing. We had no electricity and <laughs> uh, civil war was going. And in the television, it was always like going on like 80 stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen like Terminator 2 when I was like uh, 17 years old. Like, right. And it was like, <laughs> it was like a new movie here. Oh, Terminator is like great new stuff <laughs> almost it was like a Boras movie you know yeah here and yeah so i i really wanted to have the sound like queen had like radio gaga like it was <laughs> great thing when i heard it it was like i think it was the first time when i realized oh i'm gonna i want to do this stuff you know i want to make music and then computers like came in and now i i don't see point to have a analog gear yeah i can grab my laptop and go anywhere i want and then just sit down and work on my ideas it's crazy yeah i love it <laughs> no it is awesome but look we gotta listen to some music so i want to uh listen to this track so you put out an ep in 2017 called violet star oh yeah <laughs> and uh, this was a song I liked. Uh, it's called In My Sleep by George Ergumlitz.
And that was In My Sleep by George Ergumlids. Now, hold on. Should I actually say it that way? I don't want to say it like... I remember I did a show with Master Boot Record, and I kept on saying his name the wrong way all the time, so... No, it's okay, because I'm going to say it that way, so... Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean... <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, when you say, like, George Ergumlids, it sounds big, you know? Well, but like, but Ergumlids, it sounds like... Uh... Ergumlids, it's like... <laughs> You know, yeah, I know. Like, you know, <laughs> the main thing is like I don't want to sound like nationality thing. You know, like Ergum Leeds or something like that. And Ergum Leeds, you can't really put a finger like nationality, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it mean something in Georgian? Nothing actually. <laughs> but I discovered that you know, Erg is like how to say energy kind of thing you know like not walls but like erg you can google it it's uh okay i'm gonna read it the erg is unit of energy equal to 10 something seven joules the erg <laughs> hold on <here>. erg. <laughs> the erg is a unit of energy equal to 10 yeah 10 to 7 joules it has the symbol erg the erg is not an SI unit. Its name is derived from ergon, oh. a Greek word meaning work or task. An erg is the amount of work done by a force of one dyne exerted for a... D- okay, whatever. <laughs> it's complex. <Yeah. laughs> I like to learn. This is something I've always found interesting. So like when, when other countries get stuff late, like you were describing with watching Terminator, <laughs> like did you understand it was late? No, until the I had the internet, yeah. Before... After I got internet, then I realized that, okay, man, this stuff is old, you know? Yeah, and it was like 2003 or four when I first got internet connection. Because around that time was fucking shitty, like, Terminator 3. So, like, yeah. if I was getting, like, good Terminator 2 around that time, I would have been pretty happy. Like, that's... <laughs> That's better than... Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know you said you got it before, but... Wait, so this was interesting because I, when I was looking through your sort of discography, so the track In My Sleep, the one we just played, like, that was also a song you wrote, but in a different language, right? Isn't like that Zamtris... Yeah, I can't say exactly. the word. Zamtris Zgepari? How do you say that? Zamtris Zgepari, yes. <laughs> Zamtris Zgepari. Yeah, it was like, originally I wrote this song in Georgian language and after a few years I, I just decided to okay let's write it in English and my friend Australian friend Kenji Kitahara helped me actually to write these lyrics this line in my sleep is his so he came up with this in my sleep and I said yeah that's great I mean I, I love to collaborate with people you know I always write my lyrics with my friends, my wife, I don't know. We I just, I don't like to write something all by myself, you know. I, I used to have a band, you know, and um, this collaboration and, and swiping ideas, and I miss that very much. Is there a difference between the point of the song or the story of the song? Like, are these lyrics direct sort of translations from the Georgian, or is it like a different song lyrically? No, yeah, it's like totally different song. Uh, in Georgian, it's about like snow, like fairy tale. Zantris means fairy tale of the winter, 
it's like exact uh, translation yeah and it's about like winter about new year <laughs> and stuff like that in georgian it's very hard to write good lyrics because we have like strange kind of words like for example we have like i love you is mirvarhar mm. so imagine <laughs> <laughs> imagine. <laughs> yeah. It's like, for example, like imagine by Lennon in Georgian would be like, right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I decided to, you know, let's try in English, man. And yeah, it was success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is there a lot of uh, like those kind of sounds? Yeah. You, you name it, you know. We have lots of it, you know? Yeah, those are tricky ones. Yeah, I mean, it's like a challenge, you know? You have to try some sometime, you know? Gamar Joba is like, uh, hello. And Rogur Khar, how are you? Are the sentences longer? Like some, some languages, sometimes they take longer to say the same amount of stuff? No, actually, it's like, for example, in English, it's like uh, day after tomorrow. We, in Georgian, it's like just zeg. Zeg. I like zeg. Yeah, it's like simple, you know? It's like before yesterday, we had like Gushinzin. And I mean, yes, yeah, some words are very easy to say and it's shorter <laughs> in general. Does your uh, your wife also speak English? Yeah, she's great. She has like British accent and yeah, she's amazing. She's better than me. I mean, sometimes I feel like I don't know English. But when she speaks she's like native speaker but you all learned the same way like just just through media and stuff no i mean she she was studying in scotland oh like is she from scotland no she's not from scotland but she was studying there and she knows like russian english like french being able to speak uh, multiple languages is a uh, a very useful skill it's like a superpower we speak in english sometimes like it's georgian then english georgian then english <laughs> and it's like it's fun you know yeah no that's cool so then why what the hell sorry <laughs> whenever i start recording it's gotten to the point now where i can predict people doing construction they will do construction work Whenever I start recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I think I have a, like, a magical ability now. Because, like, it doesn't matter what time I turn on my fucking microphones. I swear, within, like, two minutes, someone turns on a saw. Yeah, I mean, before you called, there was some explosion. What? Outside. I said to my wife, like, imagine if it was during the call, you know? It's like... <laughs> something. Yeah, yeah. Everything's fine now. What happened? I don't know. I think, like, uh, it was, like, you know, cars. Oh, okay, yeah. Car crash? Uh, something like. Yeah, no, right now they're doing... I think that we just got some flyers. This is hilarious because I scheduled a whole bunch of interviews for like this week. And then we get a flyer that says they're going to start drilling the road. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're going to turn on their drills exactly at all the times that I've scheduled to record. And <laughs> I know that they will because that's how it works. I'm, I, I really want to build myself a booth. I've been watching these videos on YouTube of people who make simple recording booths out of... They just make a frame with, like, piping, yeah. and then they cover it with, like, a heavy blanket. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I want to do that. I need, like, an isolation booth because uh, I can't escape the noise. Yeah, I have the same problem, yeah. When I'm recording my vocals, every time I want to record something like cars, like, I live on the first floor, and this street 
is like Main Street and it's, it's crazy traffic like all the time you hear and I don't know why but it's like a trendy to have a bike here you know mm -hmm. in Tbilisi and everyone's like <laughs> and you want to sing but they don't want me to sing you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the thing, though. That's how you know they're cool. I always feel that way. Anytime a guy drives by my house in, like, a really noisy car or a noisy bike, I'm always like, man, that's a real cool guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Exactly. <laughs> I was, like, wondering, like, what is their goal, you know? I mean, we all have goals, right? Well, yeah. ladies, uh, ladies love, like, really loud noises. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's they're going to attract all the women who love really loud noises. <laughs> I have to think that's why, but I, maybe it's a power thing. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a vehicle guy. Like I've never really been a, yeah, a car guy. I don't even drive. Like my wife is the one who does all the driving. Like I'm just more into gear. Like I like computers and programs and games and stuff. And yeah, I've just never been interested in vehicles at all. Really. Like I. I think maybe at some point I might like to own a go kart. Like you know, like a little tiny, just electronic golf cart or something. If I live in a small town, like just a vehicle that's just designed to like go down the hill to the grocery store and go back to the house but isn't designed to go any further than that yeah yeah that's that's a good one yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway look let's listen to another song uh you put out an ep called present from the past this was in 2018 yeah I remember. bunch of cool songs on this one um i dug this one a lot uh this was one called psychic yeah. by george urkham lids
Lloyd, and that was Psychic by George Ergumlids, who I am chatting with right now. Talk to me about that. Yeah, well, I recall it as a single. I wanted to write something popish, catchy, I don't know, something like, you know, fresh and retro at the same time. And I came up with lyrics like Psychic about how some girl is psychic and, <laughs> you know... And when, <laughs> uh, imagine like when your wife or your girlfriend is a psychic, how hard it should be, right? Mm. I mean, she knows everything. You can't just hide some stuff. I don't, know, uh, <laughs> don't think she would be my girlfriend for too long. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then I just recorded some of my old songs, for example, like Oliga. Then I decided to, okay, let's release uh, the songs as an EP. And I, called it present from the past i was acting in a series here in georgia and uh i was like 24 year old musician and it was like 1979 in that series mm -hmm. yeah it was like a house and it was very old house like it was i thought it was ussr you know mm -hmm. because everyone was dressed and acting like it was USSR. And I was sitting at the table and uh, I was drinking some Coke or something, I don't remember. And then I just got and I realized, okay, let's call it present from the past because I was in the past, but I was also in the future. Were you an extra or were you actually like, like are you an actor? Kind of, yeah. I, I, I love acting and uh, I was acting in the series in two series and then it was it was like memory of the main character you know uh and i was his oh younger self younger yeah younger version <laughs> that's cool yeah it was cool yeah they just decided to stop that because they said that it was very expensive <laughs> like budget went crazy because imagine like everything like people wearing the old clothes and old cars. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When you, whenever you do a period piece, like every detail has to be uh, mapped out. At least that's one thing that making movies and TV digitally can help with. Is when you do the period pieces, you can change the backgrounds and you can make the buildings look old without having to, uh, you know, decorate the whole town. If you're doing a scene that takes place like outside in the street and all the cars have to be replaced, and uh, like now you can do some of that stuff digitally <laughs> was this show you were in like this is this was like a georgian yeah it was local kind of series yeah only known in georgia is there a lot of production that goes on over there or was this like a special thing well yeah i mean it, it was a lot of production going on there because it's a big team back then it was like main television yeah they had this crew and this was like main series of the main television so yeah that was like a big one. Is Georgia one of those countries where they film like American movies? Like I know there's some there's some countries over there where they when they want to, to film like the vampires homeworld and stuff. Oh yeah. You know where they 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 find countries that have all these like kind of old looking towns and weird castles and things to <laughs> to shoot in. Yeah, as I know like Fast and Furious, they were shooting here like on Main Street, our Main Street like and I think it, this movie is not released yet. Oh, you mean it's the, the newest Fast and Furious? Yeah, and yeah, it was like for, for a year, it was like closed. The, the main street was closed and it was like 
shooting and there were like uh, crazy cars standing there and yeah I've seen that little bit stuff there and yeah it was crazy yeah, and these big American uh, productions can just come in and shut down the main street of fucking Tbilisi yeah you know why and I always like I don't know why it's not happening because here is like everything is super cheap you know mm -hmm. like one dollar is like three lari and something like that you know for example you can buy coke big one you know like for two lares and cab driver costs about like three four lari about like five uh miles you know sure and five lares is like not even a two two bucks you know so i mean oh. here is very cheap to produce stuff okay here we go yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just heard a cool guy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of cool guys here. Oh, man. Yeah. The women just must be throwing themselves at these people. If I was a lady, that would be like the thing on my list. <laughs> I was like, what am I looking for in a man? He's got to have a really loud bike. Yeah. I don't care what he looks like. <laughs> I don't care what he's like to be around. I just want to make sure that bike makes that noise. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I, I can't really believe that there are actually the type of girls available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know because I'm just not that type of guy. Like, it must work. I don't know. To be honest with you, I've never thought about it because I just, like, is it just the stupidity of men that they just keep trying the same, like, dumb tricks? And Another one. Oh, there's more cool guys? Yeah, one more. Yeah. But it was, like, not loud as previous yeah. ones. So he, he's not as cool. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he has a cheap bike. <laughs> um, look, I want to listen to uh, another track from the EP. You mentioned it earlier. This is another one that you released as a single first. It's called Oliga. Yeah. And uh, this is an awesome song. And Thanks. it's by uh, George Ergumlids.
All right, and that was Oliga by George Ergumlids. And I'm here right now with George Ergumlids talking about cool guys on bikes. Yeah. I guess you mentioned uh, Queen earlier, but like, why is this the sound that you settled on? Because your your first EP is kind of more sort of guitars and folky kind of stuff, and then you sort of get into the electronic more, and yeah. then and then this album especially is like full on like pop songs and like the one we just listened to, like Oliga. It's like pretty sort of fast paced and it's got that like kind of big beat. To be honest, I really don't know. <laughs> it's like I just opened my door and I told myself like, okay, let's do something crazy, you know? That was it. And and I just played some bass first and then I really wanted to create something unique, you know? And that sometimes I just want to make something different. And I think all the guys one of these uniqueness thing I don't know I mean I really enjoy the synth sounds and the vocals like out of tune with real vocals and sometimes I really enjoy to just make experiments but you know as you mentioned like first EP was all about like 80s like 80s rock kind of thing you know guitars but I like to change you know I think now I'm gonna make something more different. Like you said that you were in a band, so what kind of music were you making when you were in the band? We were making like alternative rock, like funky kind of thing, and a little bit pop as well. Everything was in English, and it was like local kind of project, and people just, they don't enjoy this kind of music you know <laughs> what like what's popular in georgia like is there things that sort of stand out is it all just sort of imported or is I there think like both you know it's like little bit this little bit that but uh, if you mean in locally like georgian kind of thing music is understood as as an only like entertainment it's not really valuable as art it's like just you know dance kind of thing yeah, I mean, we have our own folk music. It's kind of very popular here. What does that sound like? It sounds like we have an instrument. It's called uh, panduri. It's like a guitar, but instead of six strings, it has like three. Hold on, how do you spell it? Panduri. Fanduri. With an F? Yeah. You can Google it. Fanduri. Hold on. Let's see if I'm spelling this right. It keeps on wanting to correct me to Tandoori Chicken. Oh. Hold on here. How am I spelling this? <laughs> Fanduri. Yeah. Ah, here we go. There's a guy with a beard playing one. Okay, so it looks like, uh, yeah, so it's like a string instrument, kind of almost like sort of a soft diamond-shaped body almost. So this is this is the instrument? Yeah, people, I mean, Georgians love this instrument very much. I'll insert a clip of someone playing one. We have club music going as well. Like we have like largest club in Tbilisi it's called Bassiani. And it's very popular in Germany and uh, this Europe kind of community, you know, like club com- community. In Tbilisi, is it that like there is this culture 
there around the dance club sort of thing or is it just like that one place that people just visit like it's a tourist thing yeah i would say as i know as i know that there are three clubs like huge clubs but bastian as i know uh, i'm not very familiar with this community to be honest because i'm just i'm just sitting home and writing music you know i'm not like raver guy yeah. or something <laughs> but, you know but i have friends who who are going dancing you know they they are clubbing etc but here's the thing like majority of people are more traditional kind of they love like fanduri kind of thing folk music we have also like traditional thing like we have culture of supra you know surprise like we eat like specially we have like special foods and you know we not we i mean i don't do that you know i'm a part of this country so yeah <laughs> we yeah you can google a surprise well it's interesting you know oh it's Yeah, I got a car, Supra car. Yeah, yeah, let's see. What do I get? Yeah, the Toyota GR Supra sports car, yeah, 2021 model. Uh, <laughs> okay, here we go. What else? Yeah, this is all car stuff. Yeah, in Supra, we have like certain foods, like Georgian. Ah, the feast. It says feast in brackets. Yeah, and we have Tamada, which means like host of the Supra, you know, he's saying these toasts, mm -hmm. like Gaumarjos is like uh, cheers, like kind of thing. And uh, he's going to say some poems, you know, it's like entertainment, entertainment thing. And it's very, very uh, exotic for European or for, for Canadian and American. It's very, I think so, because my friend is Australian, as I mentioned, and he was here and he loved this place. I mean, he was living here for eight months and he was like, I love this country. When he came here, he was like, oh, this is weird. Oh, this is so cool. This is weird. And yeah, he was very impressed, <laughs> you know, and I was like, okay, I got it. And I don't know, fortunately or unfortunately, it was like, I grew up in a very different traditional family. I mean, they were more Europeans than like pure Georgians, you know? So right, yeah. I grew up listening to Queen, Beatles, uh, Michael Jackson, and I was very free, kind of, I have freedom, you know, if you want music, do music, if you want this. And I remember I was like five years old and I had tendency, I wanted to write something, you know, and I remember like my first song was like in English. I didn't know the words what I was singing. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like imaginary like words and I came up with <laughs> lyrics and I, I just made up some words, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think This is the reason why I'm now trying to write this kind of music, you know? If I grew up in a different family where I like go and say some toast and listen to the Fanduri stuff, and yeah, I, I think I wouldn't be able to do this music, you know? It's always interesting for me to hear about these sort of other countries in the world that tend to have sort of stronger cultures than we have over here. Because, like, in Canada, like, yeah, we have things we do. You know, if you're, like, Canadian, it's like, yeah, you know, we'd whatever, eat maple syrup, and a lot of people like hockey and stuff, but we don't quite have 
the traditions that other countries tend to have, but also because we're we're a very young country as well. Yeah, you know, like when you have other countries that are like, you know, this building was built in the fifth century, and like Canada is like 150 years old or something. <laughs> so we don't necessarily have those things where it's like, you know, the the traditional Canadian uh, <laughs> robe is, uh, you know, like a black uh, thing with a white stripe or what you know what I mean. Like we don't have anything like that. Like if there is certain clothing that Canadians wear, it's just because that's what was in the store. Shit. Look, we got to listen to another song. Uh, that's been. <laughs> I want to. I want to go to your uh, simplicity EP. So you put out an EP of uh, instrumental tracks, yeah. and I liked all of them, man. Like they're all really cool songs. Thanks, so man. I uh, I want to just uh, play this one. This one's called uh, Saturni. How would you say this? Saturnian. Saturnian. Yeah. Saturnian. It's like Saturnian. So let's listen to this. This is uh, Saturnian by George Ergumlid. <laughs>
right, and that was Saturnian by George Ergumlids, and I'm here with George Ergumlids right now, talking about Supra. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You're amazing. Because <laughs> you want to be the the Tamada, yeah, or sure, yeah. Toastmaster. Yeah, it was my dream when I was a kid. You know, I was dreaming about like, ah, oh, I love this. Some other stuff, and then I decided to become a musician. So sometime maybe I would be able to host the supra. Wait, do you have to have like some special distinction or significance to be the toastmaster, or can you just hold your own? It depends. It, it depends. I mean, if if it's like a large supra, for example, like someone's marriage, kind of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have to be chosen by someone, you know, like by the bride or by someone. So you can say that I'm going to be a tamada. No, it's like. But if it's someone's birthday and it's your friend's birthday, you can say, "Hey, I want to be a tamada, maybe." But we, our generation, we don't do that. It's more kind of Soviet kind of thing, you know. They loved very much this. Tamada thing. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't get it. So it's essentially just a big elaborate dinner where people just go in circles toasting stuff. Yeah, and、uh, a lot of drinks. You know. Yeah. You have to be able to drink a lot. Otherwise, you're not real kind of tamada. I、know? love.、Uh... Any any event always leads back to like oh it's a really great event and like why like well everyone gets wasted and it's like okay <laughs> I notice that like there's so many things that people talk about enjoying but then the main ingredient is always alcohol yeah you know it's like people who over here who play golf and always like oh like I love golf and I'm like why it's like well we go out and we go to play and then we're all drinking beers on the course and driving around the golf course I'm like so you like getting drunk exactly like what does、yeah. this <laughs> what does this have to do with golf like so you mean we could just Sat in a field and held sticks. Well, golf is a reason to drink, you know. Yeah, I guess. We Georgians, we have a lot of celebration days. Yeah, we have a lot of celebration days, like Nino ba, Giorgio ba, Amarle ba. Almost every weekend we have like new celebration day, and every celebration day is like reason to drink, you know. <laughs> The main thing is like golf, you know. These are the things that could like bring our whole world together, you know. Like whenever there's all these conflicts all over the place. Meanwhile, it just seems like all people、uh, want the same things: to sit around a table and get wasted. <laughs> so that would be my peace plan. I don't know how I would enact it, but I think everything is reason for something, you know. <laughs> I don't want to sound like、uh, old school guy or something, but. For example, like clubbing, you know, you go to club and you say, "Yeah, yeah, I, I love ele- electronic music and I enjoy." But what is the reason? Why do you love electronic music? Because you are getting some drugs there, right? <laughs> and if you get lucky, you go ladies、oh, dancing, girl, right?、Yeah. The reason is sex. That is like the primary factor that. At least drives men. Yeah, it's such a high percentage of the <laughs> of the reason why we do anything. That's why I want to live to be old because I want to see if I do more interesting things when I get to the point where I I no longer am interested. You know, like when you get to so old that like you're not really like you know you don't care about having sex all the time or whatever. Yeah, and I wonder at that point if you're able to think clearly. 
about everything because you don't you're not driven by that like main thing yeah exactly I, I don't think there would be some guy who's like old and oh I want to go eat a club <laughs> I don't think that it's gonna. Is this is this the Georgian elf? Who is this character? <laughs> no, he was like very very old okay. man. I think you've just invented a Georgian elf character. What's a traditional Georgian name for a guy? Georgi. Georgi. Wait, are you a Georgi? Oh, for sure. So George is just uh, this is all a front. Yeah, I mean George is like English version of Georgi. Uh, Georgi Ergamlidze. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. There we got to the bottom of it. So is your generation less traditional? Yeah, my generation is more into clubs, technology. They love everything new, fresh. But there are also people in my generation as well that they are very orthodox, kind of fundamentalistic. But I don't know them, so... (laughs) As far as, like, electronics go, like, what... Is it expensive over there? Imports and stuff? Or how does that work? Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is kind of expensive. For example, like, iPhone costs you, like... I don't know, 4,000 lares or something like that. It's crazy. Okay, hold on here. What is, uh, I'm going to go to the currency converter here. Uh, okay, so it's the Georgian lari? Yeah, you can just uh, gel. It's G-E-L. Okay, so I'm going to do Canadian to G-E-L. So one Canadian dollar equals 2.77 Georgian Laris. Okay, so. Because iPhones are fucking expensive. Yeah. The iPhone 12 Pro. Let's just do the most expensive one for fun. So in Canadian dollars, the iPhone 12 Pro Max default model is $1,500. Yeah. And we have tax here. We've got 13% tax. So, 200 extra dollars, which means it would cost me $1,750. So, I'm going to type that in here. Equals 4,843 laris. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For example, like I bought uh, M1 new MacBook Air. Yeah. Here, I paid almost like 5,000 lari. So, it's that kind of expensive. And... Local prices are so cheap here that when you compare this kind of import... Right, okay, yeah, because I'm, I'm not thinking of this equation properly because I'm just doing the translation and not considering what just the average value of the money is in relative terms, I guess, right? So, like a, like a 5,000 lari item is uh, a big deal. 5,000 lari is like salary of the guy who, who is in parliament, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Really? (laughs) (laughs) That's such a great example. Yeah, and he's kind of rich, you know? Yeah, yeah. Salary is like 5,000. You know, like. (laughs) The the president of Georgia can't afford an iPhone. Exactly. Like, president's income is like monthly, monthly income is like 5,000 lari. (laughs) Yeah, import is crazy here and if you somehow buy something on amazon because we don't have amazon here in georgia Mm. what we have is this company usa to georgia which transfers your item here in georgia and then it arrives here in tbilisi 
And if something is above like 300 lari, the item which you buy on Amazon, you have to pay 20% tax on that item. Plus, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I don't like it because 300 lari is like 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. And you can't really say like, yeah, so I would change that. <laughs> yeah, please, government. Yeah, man. Write, write a letter to the Georgian parliament or if it is, is it a parliament? What is the system over there? Yeah, we have a parliament. Okay, yeah. Get, write him a letter. And before you do that, we'll listen to this song. No, I think I think they, they're they going to listen to this. When you're doing something globally and now, I'm sure like 100% that they're going to listen to this, you know, because what I'm saying is very important because, <laughs> oh, it's Canadian show. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here is crazy, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a huge reach. Yes, millions and millions of listeners. So, like, if I can sway Georgian Parliament to uh, waive their import fees, what are we doing here? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we are are raising import fees. You know, I mean, the limit should be up to like one thousand dollars. Wait, before you have to pay a fee? Yeah, I mean, if I if I'm buying something which is above 1,000 laris, mm. then I have to pay the taxes, okay? And now it's only 300 laris, which is very not not cool. Okay, I think I got this. I'll, I'll make a note to uh, who is the Georgian president. Hold on. Uh, president of Georgia. It's a lady. Yeah, we have like <laughs> gender equality. <laughs> I like, I love saying it like that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we... I'm I'm a, I'm an old man from the 50s like what a woman with a job <laughs> <laughs> By the way about Canada I know like two musicians mm-hmm. Canadian musicians and they're great like one is John Mouse Yep do you know John Mouse Yeah he makes sort of weird like kind of experimental sort of music Yeah, yeah like crazy weird Weird thing, yeah, and yeah, it's like my, my speakers are blowing up when I'm listening to him. And Dead Mouse, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean they're big, right? I mean, yeah, they are well known. Ever since I started doing this show, I primarily just listen to synthwave and music in and around the synth scene. So I don't really listen to mainstream music. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I dig: uh, the tracks of George Ergum lids, and I want to listen to this one. Uh, it was a track you did in 2019 called "Mr. Day Man." Whoa! How did you get it? I've deleted it everywhere. Why? I like this one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I just thought it was too creepy and <laughs> creepy. Yeah, you like it. Yeah, like I like that part where like everything all like kicks in at the end. That's great. That's great. I mean, when I made it, I loved it very much. <laughs> but yeah, then I, you know, when you are not sure about your work, you know, and maybe uh, you know, it was like that, but. I will think about this song again. Yeah, no, man, it's got that fucking bass line, a like when everything like comes in at the end, like and it. I, anyway, look, we're gonna listen to it. It's cool. Wow, this is Mr. Dayman by George Ergum Lids. <laughs>
right, and that was Mr. Dayman by George Ergumlids, who who is a surprise that I played it. Yeah, indeed. Well, it's still on your Bandcamp. I I got your whole discography, so it was there. Oh, it's on Bandcamp. Okay, now I yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I I've deleted it from all major platforms, and I don't delete it on Bandcamp because some guys bought it, and if I was going to delete it, then they wouldn't be able to listen it again. So it was like they paid the money. So you know, I I said okay, let's be there. Don't don't touch this thing forget it about it (laughs) (laughs) what what don't you like about it it's a cool song man it's got uh, energy to it I mean it's weird and that lyrics was like Mr. Damon Mr. Damon yeah I I like that okay well then And it's all good. Nice song, George. Nice song, indeed. <laughs> yes, classic Georgi Ergamlidze. <laughs> the kind of song he would write. <laughs> I had uh, one song when I was Georgi. It was like Sanam Shenemohwal, Vichtebiase. Yeah, something like that. What does that mean? Till you come, I'm going to see it like that. Wait, what? You mean like arrive? Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that word has multiple meanings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, till you arrive, I'm going to sit like that. Or I'm going to sit like that till you arrive. Hey, it says here that any citizen of Georgia having the electoral right who has attained the age of 40, who has lived in Georgia for at least 15 years, may be elected president of Georgia. Yeah. So you should run and then run on the platform of uh, lowering those import taxes. Nice idea. Yeah. Let's run this country together. Yeah. (laughs) You know Ultra Boost, right? Yeah. We met in Rome. And it was funny because I just got in Rome and I just called him like, hey, man, do you know some radio station here? And he laughed. What kind of radio shows you're looking for, man? He was like, are you old school guy? He said, oh, you're in Rome. And I said, yes, I'm in Rome. And oh, I'm Rome too, man. And uh, day after we met and he bought me some cake and we had we had this <laughs> conversation, you know, about Georgia and we that we don't had electricity and war and stuff. And he was like, oh, poor baby, I'm going to buy you another cake. <laughs> and he bought me some cake. <laughs> yeah, no, PJ's awesome. We had a, a fun chat when he was on the show. Yeah. What does that mean exactly when you're in a country like that that has those sorts of, you know, conflicts going on? Because because I think it, it bothers me sometimes how, I guess, unappreciative uh, people are over here about just how lucky yeah. our circumstances, because like we've never had any kind of internal conflict on that sort of level. And so it's never something we've had to deal with. Like, it's always something that always seems to be happening in countries on the other side of the world. Yeah. Some people are just very entitled to the way that they live. And it's like, you know, the second the power goes off for like two seconds, it's like this huge inconvenience. Or when the internet stops, it's just like, oh, the the world's horrible and everything's going to shit or whatever. And I just keep thinking like, dude, like there's countries with fucking civil wars and shit, man. For instance, like we have this situation right now here in Georgia. I mean, like... 20% 20% of countries occupied by Russia and like Russian soldiers are standing here in Georgia. Russian's base are here. I mean, and it's very dangerous situation. Everyone says that, okay, Russia is 
like neighbor for us. But if we really look to the map, we can see that like America and Russia is like neighbors. They are real neighbors. Well, yeah, like if you, you see like where Alaska. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. they are really close to each other. I mean, it's like this Russian propaganda is there saying that, oh, you, you are our neighbor and they want to run like USSR again, you know. And in my country, it's very noticeable that this Russian propaganda is how it's ruled and trying to manipulate our anti-American thing, you know? Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I bring it up because it's, I have to acknowledge that, you know, I'm in a pretty fortunate position. I mean, that was one of the things that I learned when I travel. Yeah. I've been lots of places and and even as a kid, like the one lesson I learned, maybe I don't know if it was the lesson my dad was trying to teach like by traveling because obviously it's about like, hey, you know, broaden your horizons. Look at all the cool and interesting things all over the world. Look at the fucking leaning Buddha and the fucking these temples mm-hmm. and this stuff. And when I got back home, I, what I learned was, oh, I'm really glad I live here because over here, like the things people complain about, it's like so stupid and I just look to other people who like are living, I, I guess with this a sense of stress. There's always this thing in the back of your head, like what's this shit going on outside, you know, or like, you know, and it's always sort of there, and I just... I, uh, I, you know, I feel for that. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Which is why it's good to connect with, like, interesting people from different parts of the world, you know, when you can actually, like, learn some stuff and, uh, you know, about how others are living. When you go on YouTube and you can type whatever you want, like, the limit is only your imagination, right? Yeah. So you can search whatever you want and you can learn whatever you want and you can understand everything you want. I mean... You can put out what you want. If you have something to say, you can just upload it, what you want to say. And this freedom, I think this is just the top of the iceberg, like surface. Because I think people have more power, you know. What we do right now is amazing. I mean, we can chat, we can talk, we can say our opinions about something. And we don't need any television, we don't need any major kind of shit what's going on right now. Yeah. The internet's crazy because it's just, it's both amazing and terrible at the same time and i wish i could go back in time and just warn people of like the <laughs> like yeah. here are the things you're gonna have to avoid and here's some of the things that maybe certain rules we got to put in place before this thing gets off the ground because it's so tough right because what you're saying you know like yeah it's great that we have this global communication and like it's cool like what we're doing right now right like being able to chat in these different countries and uh you know find common ground with people that you know you've just met and and stuff and it's really cool and then you've got all the people who are just lying and uh, you know like sharing fake information and manipulation and all this shit there's so many ways to be you know evil as well yeah which is the problem but then there's lots of really good things and then there's uh, lots of pictures of boobs yeah i mean the good thing is that the guy from georgia i mean you know my music imagine that's crazy because Without an internet, it wouldn't be possible just... Yeah, like, that is amazing. As much as I complain about all the stuff I don't like about the internet, you're right, that I get to listen to all this awesome music from all over the world, and it's just instant. 
you know, like where I just find a new artist and download, like, where is this person from? Like, oh, this guy's from Egypt, you know, like, yeah. it's just cool, you know, like how, how quick it is, how hard that would have been back in the day. And, and also how independent artists can make music with just a fucking laptop and stuff. Cause that's a big deal as well. Like, yeah, exactly. You can just make music with Reaper, you know, it's like 60 bucks and there's no more excuses for musicians, you know. Well, I can do this because I have not this. No. <laughs> is, that the, is that the Georgian elf again? Is he, is he no, back? It was, it was more like Russian guy. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, this is amazing time for being an artist, you know. For example, in my country, like there are a lot of talented musicians and they are always asking me like, hey, how you do this? How you do this? Everything, you know, kind of. And I'm saying like, it's 10 times better for you if you go and Google stuff, you know. The power of Google is enormous. Have you ever got this situation when someone is sending you someone like, hey, do you know this music? And I'm always Googling it, you know? Mm. For example, hey, do you know Weekend? And I was like, okay, let me Google it. Uh, I've searched it. Oh, and then my answer was like, yeah, I know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you know everything nowadays. You, you don't get, oh, I don't know. If you're nearby phone or computer, you can't say, no, I don't, I don't know. The World Wide Web is a fantastic tool. Yeah. As I, <laughs> is this the point of this bit of the conversation? <laughs> Just in case people didn't know, I want, I, we need to stress to the people that the internet is a good time. Yeah, amazing time. And you can always use Google 24-7. This is brought to you by Google. Well, listen, man, look, we've been we've been talking for a long time, so we can probably wind this down. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? Well, no, I think we, we said everything and even more. Yeah, well, people should check out your music. So you've got uh, quite a lot of stuff that people can grab on Bandcamp including uh, Mr. Dayman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And also, I wanted to say that, yeah, subscribe my channel, my YouTube channel. This is my main thing, you know, I'm, I'm uploading stuff there and there are also links like Spotify, Apple Music, etc. And yeah, we love you, man. We love you, everyone. Yeah. I mean, me and Andy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want you to say that on my behalf. I'm a very angry guy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only love one thing, man. Money. Okay. This is my new character I'm doing. I'm the angry business guy. Okay, guys, and send us some money. Yeah. <laughs> Here's our account number. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just (laughs) (laughs) I like to tell people my account number over the internet and my health card number and all that stuff. (laughs) It's all good. But look, man, listen. Well, it was nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And uh, uh, keep on making cool music. I've enjoyed listening to your stuff for a while. You seem like an interesting guy. I know. I was always like looking at your Instagram. I'm like, this guy looks like an interesting guy. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. (laughs) I know that's like a weird (laughs) kind of compliment. <laughs> but uh, no, I man, I dig your tunes and I look forward to listening to more music from uh, Georgi Ergamlidze. <laughs> Sp- spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> Pepperoni. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you have a, a lovely Georgian day. Thank you, man. Have a lovely Canadian night 
or day? It's actually morning right now. Morning. Okay, that's great because now we go evening. Yeah, so you can have your tomato and I will have my coffee. Okay, sounds great. Oh wait, no, no, no. The fucking uh, Supra don't have a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. Okay, I mean, I love coffee, so I would be more about coffee than、uh, Supra. All、right, good. Well, then we'll we'll do it together. Yeah. Thank you,、uh, Andy, for inviting me. It was pleasure. And yeah. All right, and that was my chat with George Ergumlid. I hope you enjoyed that. Please tune in to Beyond Synth next time. It's the best synthwave chat show there is. And don't forget, please send in letters and voice recordings, voice messages, whatever, to Beyond Synth Submissions at Gmail dot com, or you can send me a private、uh, direct message on Patreon dot com slash Beyond Synth if you're a patron, or、uh, whatever on SoundCloud. Or a DM on Twitter, it's all good. Just please send in letters because we'll be doing a listener call-in Q and A, voice message, mailbag episode of Beyond Synth in a few weeks, and I want to hear from you. Especially if you've never written in before, I know there's some people who are always very eager to like send in messages. I still want to hear from you too. But if you've never written to Beyond Synth, like you listen to the show but you've never written in or you've never said anything, please、uh, send me a message. I'd like to hear from you. Okay. And on that note, have a lovely week and tune in next time to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Beyond Synth is made possible by the supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a supporter at Patreon.com/slash/BeyondSynth or donating via PayPal at BeyondSynth.com. If you want to submit music to the show, please email BeyondSynthSubmissions at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. May the force be with you.